<laughs> and and we're all struggling alone, yeah. right? And we had people crying. Uh, like, like go, by no. the way, my name's Gary. My yeah, real yeah, name's yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah, What's like, this? Like, <laughs> imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> well, well. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night London. Before we jump into today's show, we just gonna, there's probably two people missing. So, Bobby, family's come down with COVID. Wish you all the best to everyone's well. And Wild G, similar. So, we're, we're two men down today, but we're still here, though. <laughs> they, so knew to, <laughs> they knew you were coming. They knew you were coming. Is that yeah, what it was? Stop being nice, man. Let's just <laughs> say what it is. Say what it is, yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to tell you that, but I didn't want to tell you that. Look, today we're joined by Kojo. And him, aka Kojo the Comedian. You may also know him as a finalist on Britain's Got Talent or the host of the Rap Party podcast. If you're not listening to that, make sure you check that out. The link's already in the description there. Welcome to the show, man. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm in a you're happy. Place. Yeah, man. Do you know what's weird? Like when you were coming today, you don't know you didn't know me, obviously, but like I've crossed paths with you so many times, man. When over the years where you were performing in the No, no, because I'm a white guy. <laughs> yeah. I've had a certain time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no one wants to mess with that guy. Even me, even right, me. Exactly. Listen, even a white person don't get, don't go. We all get it uh, as well. But yeah, it's it's good to to see um and your success because a lot of people they see the success but they don't see the grind. Mm. Uh, even in your special, I think you mentioned something like twenty years that you've been in the game yep, doing this, now, right? Yeah. And people see where you've come, but for someone like me who saw you, I don't even remember how long ago Before to see Christ. Yeah, even. To, <laughs> to see you on there and do well, I just wanted to say like it was it was an inspiration to see that. And again, for everyone out there, like it don't just happen overnight. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, think, like I think you know what it is. We we make it look like it just happened. I think I think <laughs> that's what because, it is. you know what I mean. And you're not you're not consciously doing that. You're just minding your business, progressing. You know, thinking about giving up, not giving up, keep going. Great days, bad days, right? You're going through all of those things, but. But then, you know, I always say to people that there's a, there, there is an underground, but people don't, I don't think people know when the underground stops. No. That's the thing. That's true. Because people have opportunities and they feel like, oh, that's it now. And it's like, bro, like you're still underground. Just the lights got a little bit brighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, and when the lights really shine. And, and also it can turn off very quickly. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. But like you, you walk down the street and then you'll know when you get to a place you know. where it's like, okay, I've arrived. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's so much levels to this success. Um, and some people may have thought that I was, you know, I'd done everything that I possibly could do. Because you're still big, then, like in the UK, like everyone knew who you was. Yeah. But I mean, on in on in on in, in the international scale i mean yeah i mean when you, you, you do a show like Brains, telling you you think it's just britain no that you people love it off online, everywhere you don't think about nothing until you actually go on there you realize this one of the biggest stages in the world because it's like everyone's watching do you know what i mean so, yeah so yeah man definitely been around for a minute was there a point where like because uh, some of um we, we've got similar circles and, and some of the people i know who are either comedians dancers they're like they kind of look down on britain's got talent and be before like before or after they, they do it no before they go on they, they won't yeah, go, yeah. they won't go on it yeah 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 because they look at it as like I, I can't explain it it's like they look at it as like oh no, i'm not getting on there like 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 if you do you know what i'm saying I've, do you know anyone yeah, like that yeah me <laughs> I, I was gonna ask you, ask you did you have hesitation that's that's my, that my question absolutely because you know when you think of those shows even x factor you don't really think about the latter stages okay right? subconsciously you're thinking 
all the clowns that go on there, all the people that's that what I'm saying. For a day out, do you know what I mean? All the people that come from Clapton on sea and they wanna, you know what I mean? They're happy to be in the London. people where they just take the piss out. That's half the reason we watch, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Most of the reason you watch, but you know, and I, even me, like when Britain's Got Talent first come out, I never watched it. I maybe one year I watched it to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, it's too many seasons, man. And I was like, I'm done now. Yeah, <laughs> but, but because- and Susan Boyle was at number one, wasn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but the fun, the fun part, the fun part of those shows is the beginning. Yeah, the first yeah, couple yeah. Of rounds, yeah, it's true. That's when you're entertained then you don't care who wins. No, no, so no. I never, it never stuck in my head as a show that you took seriously or had any serious element to it. You just, you just thought it was a bit gimmicky, a bit entertainment. And with my background, that was kind of like, well, I'm not a gimmick. I'm not, I'm not about to be round one. Do you know what I mean? All of that stuff. And then they speak to you a couple of times and you're, you're watching a bit more. Okay. And you're seeing the, 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 the potential, the opportunities, do you know what I mean? And what you could do with it kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, so it was, uh, it was something that I was definitely well thought out and well executed. Yeah. Was there someone in your life that pushed you to do it? Or did you, was that a decision you came to personally? I spoke to my friends and stuff. I think I spoke to my friends. Um, they was like, bro, it'd be a good, good idea to do it. Um, yeah. Um, I kind of looked at it and goes like, you know what? Like where I was in my life at that time was really in a dark place. I wasn't, I was in the best place. And mm. just became a dad as well. Um, so it was like, you know, I could say, I could turn my, my ego can say no to this, but I could never do that to my son. Mm, and if, I, if I've got a message changes you. down the line I don't want it to be like oh I had an opportunity and I gave that because I was scared or because I was nervous or I was worried about what people would say and all the other stuff do you know what I mean so these are the kind of things that didn't want to haunt me down the line um, and, I, and I'm a firm believer in faith and, and opportunity and when they meet something magic happens so it was, all that was left for me to do was kind of just be present turn up yeah put my best foot forward and then let the rest happen yeah i love the point you made there by the way and i can resonate like when uh when my tasha and i we've been together since we were 17 like forever 14 15 years of having when that when we had our daughter it was first time it didn't it, my life wasn't about chris anymore mm. it was about robin because you always make a decision from your your own you know how course, my, yeah. where i'm going and that made me make decisions that i never thought i would you know, starting in my business, quitting my job. Don't quit your job. It's an amazing job. I'm like, if I don't do it, it would haunt me. Mm. And I had to, I had to have that conversation uh, with myself. And that was hard because I suffer from anxiety, panic attacks. Me and I, I hid it for, I hid it until literally a couple of years ago. And I, and I started talking about it on the podcast only because I was interviewing uh, literally a billionaire on the show who admitted that he's struggling. And, and it was in that moment, like, if this guy that I'm seeing as the pinnacle is gonna is brave enough to open up, and he's got hundreds of thousands of employees that, that report to him, and it's on that show I spoke about it. This mm. my wife found out on that show. Everyone mm, <laughs> found mm, out mm. on the show, but it probably lifted that weight yeah, off the sometimes shoulders. Sometimes it takes the right conversation to actually open up. Yeah, you, know, you, you don't just open up because it's Thursday. You, you you do it because the right conversation allows you to kind of feel like me too or or something. I remember going to this church when I was in LA, and my pastor that that I'm so close to now, and he. You know, he said something, he revealed something about himself and this, I'd never heard a pastor go that, be that honest. Be vulnerable and vulnerable. Vulnerable. And it's like, well, the whole congregation couldn't wait to tell their, their, their version of what they're thinking. They, because, mm. the, because the person that's brought us here is being transparent. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and it's about being around people that are transparent because then you feel comfortable around those people to share what you're carrying. Do you mm. see what I'm trying to say? And I think, you know, 
it is about you having the right conversation for you to kind of come out and say, yeah, you know, I do suffer from anxiety sometimes. I think a lot of men do. I think a lot of men do, especially when it comes to yeah. responsibility. 100%. Because a lot of the time people think that we learn responsibility as men. We don't. Learn the hard way. We, we don't. We react to responsibility. And it is anxiety. It's a very big thing. You know, when I first started being around my son and it was just me and him. It was just like, shit. Oh my days, I still, uh, even now sometimes, I ain't gonna lie, sometimes, even now sometimes I'm a bit like, see? When you coming home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, she's like, all right. Like, I, and, and good, yeah, I'm with you, man, on that one. And the interesting thing that I found out, it was actually easier to talk to someone that wasn't my close friend or family member. Because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that judgment. Because, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want my wife to think less of me or my friends to think less of me or my employees to think I'm weak. But just speaking to someone else who's impartial, who's just listening, that was why it was easier. And I realized that, cause I was like, why am I saying this now? Why am I not? And that was what it was. Cause I didn't, you have an emotional attachment of what are they gonna think? The people that you care about the most, you're so worried about their opinion that, or for me, it, it made me just not say nothing. Mm. Yeah, um, as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what? It's so easy for someone to go, yeah, but I'm your boy. You should be able to talk to me, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Mate, I've hung around you. I've hung around you. I've, I know the rhythm of how you speak. Mm. So you ain't all of you ain't, don't don't act like you all of a sudden gonna care about because I'm your boy. Yeah. You have a rhythm of how you think and how you speak. So if that rhythm made me comfortable, I would have told you ages ago. Yeah. It would have been. But you find that a lot of it is an act though. But this is what I'm saying. So in my we had everyone like everyone during the pandemic we had all the Zoom calls and that. And then when I did that, they all found out obviously. And we had look, every Friday or Saturday we had them, like call with all the man them, and all of a sudden people just started opening up like this person's in counseling with their wife and they're struggling this person like people i'm like i'm like you you i'm like <laughs> and like literally i'm like and i'm like we're all i was like how are we together every fucking day and and we're all struggling alone yeah. right and we had people crying uh, like like by like, the way my name's gary my yeah, real yeah, name's yeah, gary yeah, yeah, What's like, this? Like, <laughs> what? imagine 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah so that that it took it took one person like took me and it wasn't again it's not like oh I did it all but I mean like everyone started opening up and I was like guys man we we can talk like call me if you need me like vice versa and now we do it's actually quite refreshing so it took a pandemic and the madness to bring although we're all so far apart physically we actually came closer together yeah which is sense. weird like uh, it, it, it makes it, sense in, in the grand scheme of things because I think the pandemic did a lot of good. It done, a, it done a lot of uncomfortable good. And you know, my, my favorite line is, you know, uncomfortability is the first sign of progress. A hundred percent. if you're not uncomfortable at all, very rarely uncomfortable, then you're probably stagnant. So I think the pandemic, the good things about it was, um, you know, people needing each other, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. You, you couldn't avoid that. You needed people. When people realize that when they're, um, when they're coping, because people's cope, coping mechanisms are people. We're a community, right? Your friends, your family. And as soon as that coping mechanism was taken away, we're like, holy shit. Like you realize more now than ever how you needed that outlet. Yeah, um, man. I think the biggest fear that we all have is staying in our head 24 hours. That's the hardest place to be. And you if know, you, you know everything about it. And you can't, you can't, um, that, that, that honestly that that uh, i i took a I, I, my team was like you haven't taken a t holiday in like four years i have a like, mandatory self-forced holiday because i just was so busy building the company honestly that was the hardest few weeks of my life 
What, going on holiday? No, being alone with my thoughts. Oh, right, yeah. Because I would avoid it all by, by being busy. Yeah, let me be busy. Let me sell. Let me close the deal. Let me do a podcast at Late Night London. Let me do this. Let me do that. So you're busy. You're busy, busy. But when you're alone and no one's around and it's just you and your thoughts, sometimes that's the hardest place to be. Yeah, I mean, and I, I struggled. I, I was like, I want to, <laughs> I need to get back to something right now. Because, uh, but it was good. It was helpful because it made me address things and rather than ignore them. Because that's what that's what most of us do. We just kind of, we just pack it down and we're like, nice, no, fine. We will lock it up, and then at, at some point you you're gonna break. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's not worth it, man. I, I I can say that a thousand times, but and no one would ever know that about you, would they? I'm sure people are like you. Can we, happy because, guy because, comedian because they 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 all they see is your highlights you know all we ever see from anybody is their highlights and that's why we're so hard on ourselves because we know our behind the scenes we know everything we mm. we can't lie to ourselves so that's why we're the, that's why you know recently i started the year by saying you know stop hating on yourself yeah we'll be ourselves you know, i'm trying to get t-shirts made stop hating on yourself and it's just a constant reminder because it takes six seconds to start thinking about things that you're got, you got going on and whatever was distracting you isn't there forever. Mm -hmm. You're with you for life. Yeah. That's the only thing you can't get away from. So as much time, you know, I, I, I listen to like maybe like an audio book once a month, mm -hmm. a new audio book once a month. And I only do biographies because I love people and I love journeys. Stories. And I love, yeah, mm -hmm. I love what people have tasted rather than, you know, all this theory Academic. Stuff. Yeah, rather yeah. than Yeah, like so for me, it's like, those moments allow me time off myself. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you mentioned about holiday, and it's um, uh, Nathan who's on the, the podcast, the barber. He um, he recently said that you know people always say to him, "Bruv, you need to go on holiday." But when you love what you do, you find the little holiday moments it's within true. what you do. How much? How many of us literally go on the holiday and do nothing? Do you know that drives me insane, bro. <laughs> My wife, we went on a cruise. I was like, I can't do this. I'm not can't just sit here. Yeah. I, 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 I'll see you later. I'm gonna go gym or go do some sports. Or do, uh, it's nothing worse for me. And by the way, people say, oh, you stay after work and do late night London. I'm like, this is fun. This is I'm You're doing nothing. You're watching Netflix. You're watching, you know, fucking. I think if you got a nine to five office job or whatever, holidays mean a bit something different to you. That's true. When you love what you do, it's you different. are on holiday. You know, it's hard to explain to most people because most people will never have that. Mm. That's what I realized. I stopped saying it after a while because I realized that most people, ninety nine point nine percent of people I speak to, which is really sad when you think about it, do a job uh, that they don't like. But that's because that's what school taught us to do. School set yeah. us up to be in that position. We've had to, those who are in a job that they love had to break that. That's tough. Of course it's tough, but it's, you break that teaching and unlearn everything that school taught us in terms of you do this. You need to go you uni, you need to, to go, yeah, else. exactly, yeah. School, school never ever raised um, CEOs or bosses and none of that. It was individual mind states and experiences that made them know that there was more. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and they can trust themselves into to, to to do other things. You know, um, I don't know what the number is or the statistic, but the, you know, there's, they're saying there's a lot more uneducated millionaires and CEOs. I'm one of them, right? Then, 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 you know, school will tell you. People don't realize that. That's the thing. Like, I interview like a lot of the billionaires that I speak to on the show. I, I, it's my fault again. My unconscious bias. I assume they're all well educated. And when we're chatting on the podcast, on offline and not online, I'm like, wow, like you yourself, you, you came from nothing. You came from foster care. And I'm like, and it was because of that resilience. Mm. Because they're like, they, they, that's, that's what got them where they were because they didn't have nothing. So when people are like, oh, you're having a bad day. I'm like, you don't know fuck all about what a bad <laughs> day is. The same with me. I'm like, where I grew up, 
like in my ends, literally my mum didn't have no money on the key for electric. So there was four days with no electricity. We had a TV in the living room and this is not even a joke and people will probably laugh hearing this. We had a TV with a box you have to put money in to turn the TV on and you put a pound in and it lasts, that's what I'm saying, levels of poorness. Yeah, yeah, you definitely had it. That's what I'm saying. Or you got got the provident woman and I don't know if people know what that means is there's these like loan shark people that come to poor areas and they give money. Mm. They come knock on your door, they give you the loan and they come collect the money, right? I'm like, who are these people? I'm like, who are these people? So like when, when I got into sales, and people were like, oh, that person said no to me. I was like, bro, you get a fucking grip. This, this, this is not a bad day. But then, but then if you don't know, you don't, if they ever, that's one of my worries about my daughter is that I'm like, how do I let her experience failure without like, what's the level there? Cause I don't want her to grow up spoiled because she's had everything. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever think about that? I think um, she will never know what you know because she's not living in your time, but one thing that my son will hear a balance of is no mm. and that's enough i don't need to i don't i don't need for him to struggle i don't need for him to be broke i don't i just need to know that you ain't gonna get everything your own way and how do you react yeah that's it that's the only thing i feel like i can teach him because we're working hard so that they have it easier than we had it yeah and trust me our easier is probably going to be hard compared to what's available in the future that's true. You see what I'm trying to say? They're going to be like, oh, you don't know how I struggled to have free televisions in my room. <laughs> I, had all, I had every game console. Both my parents were at my house. You're like, horror. <laughs> You're like, oh no. Yeah, it's going to be different. It? Yeah. It's going to be so different. Oh, I, I actually can't wait till Robin complains to me as well. And, and I'm going to be like, this is different levels. Um, what, what gives you energy and what takes it away? Oh, good question. What gives me energy is um, the undone. Mm-hmm. The undone um, in my life. Um, the What do you mean by that, like, just for people that are listening? The undone may, may, may is like that. Um, things that I haven't achieved yet. Yeah. Things that I haven't achieved yet. Um, opportunities that I haven't really exercised. Relationships that I haven't used. Um, there's a lot of those, you know, and... What's funny sometimes is people can experience your career from the outside looking in and feel like, oh my God, you've smashed it, man, you've had a... And you're like, for you, that might be the pinnacle. But for me, because I know what my capacity is, yes, that's just the beginning. Mm. Um, and I'm 23 years in the game saying that. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So there'll be people that think, you know, Cole just had a great career, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you knew who I knew and relationships that I've got and things that I've got coming, it's like... I'm always willing to take my time because I've, I've always understood it's a long distance race. So, so for me, what gives me energy is the undone, the the people that I'm I'm yet to meet. You know that that excite that that excites me, and the plans that I have for myself for my family, um, those things keep me energetic. Um, and being around people who I really admire gives you energy. Yeah, yeah. I'm around a lot of people that I know. Yeah, I'm with you on that one as well. Right, but, but. but people who I really admire, yeah, that that's what gives me energy. And yeah. um, what doesn't give me energy, or where I lose my energy, is um, being held back, being held back, being. Um, what would you say has hold you back though in your career? Um, like would it be like for example, like industry? Okay, so. This is the best way I can explain being held back for me is 
knowing more and having the ability to do more than the company around me. So what I mean by that is having spent that 15 years going back and forth to America, seeing 50 years ahead of what the UK has to look forward to, mm-hmm. but coming back here yeah. and everyone's having some... Uh, I already didn't know where you're going with this already. Having some miserable, oh, really? I'm not sure about that conversation. Uh, yeah, okay, sounds great. You know, my mom says my mom says this, which always makes me move on quickly when I'm around that energy. Is she says, um, not all the slaves wanted to leave Egypt. Mm. She said, not all the slaves wanted to leave Egypt because some slaves are like, look, I know this pain. Don't sell me no new shit. The, I don't. Don't talk about unknown. no land of milk and honey. I go over there now. I'm getting beaten twice a day when I'm, I just get beaten once. And some people's mindset is they're comfortable where they're at. But I'm, I'm coming to them with, bro, like, no, we need to do a weekly comedy oh, club. Bro, we, we, I relate to you so much on all do you know this. What I mean, I got to do a weekly crazy. comedy club. And bro, <laughs> it's like weekly comedy club, bro. There's not enough comedians, bro. Don't worry about that. It's like nowhere on the ark, isn't it? Yeah? Everyone's telling you about, oh, it ain't gonna rain or flood. It's never rained here. What are you talking about, bro? Get me, all right? God told me it's gonna rain, but you don't do what you're doing, innit? I'm building this ark, though. <laughs> yeah. And that's, for me, where I lose energy when I'm trying to bring people with me because I care about them. Oh, bro. But then, but then, but then it's like, I'm not bringing them, I'm actually dragging them. And that's why I've and learned- It takes your energy, literally. Right. That's why I say, <laughs> that's why it's called dragging because then I learned that I can't drag people to where they don't want to go. And hey, not everybody's supposed to follow. I know. Do you know what I mean? So for me, that's where my energy goes because I'm such a big hearted person and generous in terms of the knowledge that I have. And I, I equate knowledge to the national, the, 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 the winning lottery ticket. What would people do with the winning lottery ticket? They, they go ticket? broke straight away, don't they? All of the people that like, mo- I think I remember the statistic. There is a number, and it's very, very high of people that win the lottery to go broke quick. But, but because it's them, a mindset. Well, yeah, exactly. But I think a lot of people do it right for the experience of of money. Of why they, of their why they, yeah. Because some people don't oh, like having do money. Oh, okay. Trust me, some people don't like having it because imagine that person who came from nowhere. Say this seventy-four year old person wins it. Yeah. Now, now he's got new, he's got new, 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 new relatives. It's like, hold on. <laughs> Come out of the woodworks. Have I, have I got, got sons <laughs> I don't know about? Yeah, people are claiming. All of these people, money changes people, things around you and not all of it's good. So I understand why they will go on cruises and they live there, do their bucket list and then they're happy to go back to being crazy and to, to, to have that normal life because then, then it gets feels real again. Do you know what I mean? Not everybody can have money like that and just be genuinely happy. So money can change a lot of things for the, for the worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, so that, that I would say that kind of makes me lose my energy when I'm around people who I see so much potential in them. They just don't trust my wave, even though my wave has always bared fruit. That's how I look at it. But I understand not everybody can follow. Bro, I relate to that so much. I've been trying to like, literally, I actually, well, I was explaining this to my coach recently, which is an investment I made. And I, he was like, not everyone's, you just need to let it go. Cause like, I'm trying to drag people from the ends and be like, oh, I see so much and you can do this. Uh, even family members, it's fast the worst one. Family members. And I'm just like, I just gotta let it go. I just, I just gotta Have let you it go. Read I just gotta, book? Nah. You gotta read it. Really? Is it part like that it's in there? The, it's, for me, it's the best best book I've, I've read. Really? Oh yeah. But, but, Does he have an audio book version? Oh yeah, that's the, oh. that's the one you gotta listen to. Yeah, he, he, he's. I bro, can't read. I, his oh, yeah. I can't read. I mean, I just don't like but, reading. But I he, like says, listening. he says, 
you can count over 50 occasions where he was at a crossroad with people in his life where he was like, listen, let's go. And they said, oh man. Let's go. And they were like, man, and they came up with all of that stuff. And he had to do the hardest thing, especially when it's someone that you love, when it's someone you care about, right? And you want the best for them. But you know what? They don't want the best for themselves. Or the best for themselves is where they're at. But if it's not where the best for you, you've got to leave them there and move on. And I'm telling you, man, especially guys as well, you get to a crossroad with your boys and you're like, man, because the story of, I've got to take the mandem is so sweet. It's that you, you want can't it. take everybody. I get, I get, uh, but you know what? I don't know if you've experienced this. And um, I, I get from family members and friends, oh, you don't care about us anymore. Because I had to let go. I was like, I can't keep doing this. Literally, close family members and some of my best friends growing up. I was like, I, I just, I was like, I can't, I can't. And now they basically like, oh, Chris don't care. He thinks he's better than us. If family members, whatever. I'm like, it ain't that. I just ain't got time to come to every party or just hang out in the ends or 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 just I just can't. I got aspirations. I got dreams. I want, it's not it's not that I don't love you or like you. It's just that we 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 came to, we went to school together. We grew up in the ends, but I'm just in a different space and I, and I beat myself up I feel bad Listen, and I shouldn't feel bad about it because yeah because the, the thing is like you're 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 a cool person you're a cool person but the thing is I heard someone say this successful people don't have time they make time they make time you gotta make time because you're being successful right you have a priority nine times out of ten that priority is yourself then it's your family not your friends not your friends yeah your friends um, aren't making themselves enough of a pri priority to them to s understand what you're doing. Mm. And that's, this is what it is. And there's a lot of guilt trip people oh, in our so lives. Oh, so much, man. Yeah. And, and, and th that is the first sign, bro, that you've made the right decision. Because look at the reaction when you chose to love you first. Yeah. Look how people are treating you because you chose to love you first. Mm. It, it's it's a sad sad experience to have um but we've 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 all got to go through it you know we've all gonna have friends like that and it's only when they decide to do something for themselves that they'll see how other people react and be like because yeah when you kind of even now just sit chatting with you i've learned more about like <laughs> i could probably relate to you more than those people that i've known for mm. my whole life mm. just because you've you've lived it like you just said and you've experienced it and gone through it as well. You've risked it. You've but risked it, it. it is quite sad though. Like well, I didn't, no one knows that going into it. And then, but then you find out the hard way of when you, or, or you, you get the people that, you know, I don't want to go deep with it, <laughs> too deep with it. So basically you get people like, like when you get make money, they'll all day up here. Like you said, I had a lot of those people in the family and it's like, buy me, give me this, give me this, give me this. And it's like, oh, you can afford it anyway. It's like, okay, so I should just work really hard just to give you something mm -hmm. for no reason at all. And it's like, and I'm the bad guy, like just crazy shit like that, that you never, like no one teaches you that. You don't learn, I didn't learn that anyway. Maybe I should have read, um, I would have think I would have learned it, I would have heard it with the stories, right? Along the way. Anyways, side, side skirt, you, you, again, you mentioned earlier, other people in your, in your eyes around you now see you as successful, right? And, and because of what you've achieved, what does success look like to you? success looks like to me fulfilling fulfilling um my wants for myself i think reaching the potential that i know i have 
I've, I've spent a lot of my time. How can I describe this? I spent a lot of my time and my career, sorry. Not sure, not showing people how, not showing, not smiling after I've done something. Are you just on to the next thing? Yeah. Oh, bruv. Yeah. Like, like I, like I. You don't take a moment to actually, um, um, fuck me and my co-founder talk about it the other day. Celebrate your wins. Yeah, because. You're just on to the next thing because you're so ambitious. You're like, my, my next, pasta, next, next. Well, yeah, yeah my, my, my mom says, did you eat the food or did you taste the food? That's a, oh my God. Who said that? My mum. Your mum says I've got some good lines, man. <laughs> She's she got said, some lines, bro. She said, did you eat the food or did you taste the food? And I have to sit with that that's because a, it's that's like- a good one. A lot of people are eating, right? All these um, accolades, right? But they never actually tasted it. They didn't mm. really understand all the preparation and all the hard work and all the other stuff that it took to get that taste, you know? And they just scoffed it down because they're ready to eat the next meal. And it's like, you didn't really appreciate what everything that went into the last meal. And the preparation of the meal, right? Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I love that analogy. That analogy is and so good. And I had good. to sit down and really kind of just be grateful for what's happened already. Otherwise, there will be no more. Gratitude is something that we have to kind of slow down a little bit and appreciate um, and taste all, all the stuff that we've done to be able to kind of appreciate more. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite spiritual. So, you know, I believe God will not give you more if you haven't appreciated what he's already given you. Yeah. Yeah. That like that's my mindset. And now I, I wasn't doing that before. I remember 2014. I remember it. It was a year where I was flying. And this is obviously before Brains Got Talent. But I'm like, I did a pro theater production. I did Wild and Out with Nick Cannon. I did Wembley Arena with Kevin Hart. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just on feeding fire. yourself. I'm doing radio <laughs> breakfast show with Trace. Like on fire. I had a fire year. To to myself. And then, and then, I, I moved, then I left radio, went to America and, and my pastor said, you know, my pastor was like, you know, some of you will never get what you want out of life because you haven't shown gratitude for what you have in your life. And, and some people, society makes us head down, grind, focus. Think about, think about your head and your neck when you're on holiday compared to when you're, where you live. It's different. Your body language is different. Right, your head's up when you're on holiday. You're looking around, see what's going on. But back home, it keeps you like down like this. Mm. You know what I mean? You're probably at home more than often, working from home, whatever, grinding work, head down, focus. And it's like, you know, when we're heads down, focus, you know how much blessings we're missing because our head's not up. Yeah. And But, but, but society makes us mm -hmm. feel like we have to have our head down and graft and, you know what I mean? And put the hard work in. And it's like, sometimes you've got to slow down and look up and then realize, Oh right, there's a shortcut there. There's a shortcut there. You miss those things as well. Yeah, I've got this new thing now where I hope I bump into someone because before I had the energy of, look, don't bother me when I'm out and about. I'm going to where I'm going. Let me get what I'm getting done. Now I hope I bump into someone because you don't know where that leads. Yeah, it's crazy. You don't know where got, that leads. You don't know what conversation can come. I got, I got an example of that as well. I, I, I relate to what you're saying as well, and um, it's unhealthy. Like that took a that took a uh, toll on my mental health because I always thought that when I when I um, was no longer poor I'd be happy. So my head was down making. I was like, I remember the first goal I wrote it down. It was like fifty grand a year, and I made it miserable. Mm. Hundred grand, 
that's it. It's that's the life. You know, I, I'm, I'm set. Mm. I'm set. Director, job title, all set. Miserable. And I was trying to explain it to my wife and friends and family. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, mm. you should be, you've made it. And I'm miserable. And I'm, why the fuck am I miserable? Do you know what I mean? Then we, you know, couple couple hundred grand salary. Miserable. And then I sat down with Shane, who's my next door neighbor growing up in the area, now co-founder. So we've been through this grind mm. together. We made our first million in the company and we're so busy grinding, we didn't even know. Mm. We didn't even know. Mm. It was only like five months later when we sat down with the accountant that we realized we were millionaires. I was like, bro, how the fuck did we mm. not even know? And why? And also, why do we not feel good? I felt good for about 10 minutes. Mm. And then I was like, what's next? Do you know yeah. how the soul destroying that was? Like, cause I was like, if you told me as a kid that 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 would be the react that that's what I, I, we we were like we went we went out for dinner to celebrate we weren't even celebrating we were sitting there we we're just like we just spent the last fifteen years yeah 50, fifteen for me twelve for him chasing that that we thought that was gonna if someone if somebody had asked you what you wanted to, what you wanted when you was young do you think you would have said you wanted to be a millionaire though I, I know I just said I don't want to be poor. Right, but but ultimately, like I think you know, you probably would would have spoken about the career that you wanted. You would have probably spoken about, um, you know, the dance stuff and all the other bits and pieces, being creative, yeah. right? But no, you know, I, I I I never thought about being a millionaire. You know, it was I my, about being something great. Football was my passion when I was growing up, but but I, I had passions, but I think it was like again, like. People that know me, not sound arrogant, they're like, Chris, you're good at everything you do. Sports, I played ice hockey, a very super high level, break dancing, I mean, obviously dancing. Uh, uh, I would say if anyone's out there, I was one of the best. If you want to mess with me, I can come back in it. Um, <laughs> I can come back on battle yeah, with it. It's fine. Want smoke. You don't want the smoke. They don't want no, still, I don't even joking. You. Yeah. Um, so, but every time I mastered something, I got, I, 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 so basically for me, it's never been, yeah, exactly. And I actually, my therapist had to go through this with them. This is the level. I was like, why do I love the grind and the horrible journey of falling? Literally fit like one of the skateboarder, easy analogy. I wanted to be a same for a skateboarder. It took me probably like a thousand attempts to learn a particular trick because that's how long. If you anyone skateboarded, it takes you hundreds, if not thousands, of attempts yeah, to learn that kickflip, right? What? A thousand drops, a thousand cuts. Okay, exactly right. But for some reason, I liked it, and it was it was almost unhealthy. And when I finally landed something, it was like whatever. What's next? And then the same with business, same with dance, same with everything. It's unhealthy, and the same with money. To your point, so it wasn't always about money. It was always about I was doing it almost out of insecurity as opposed yeah, to actually being yeah. a purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah. So every time I achieved a goal, which other people saw as successful, I just saw as what what next? Because I think, I think- Which is why you got to set it back to your point, by the way, which is why the fuck you got to take time to have, which every morning now I have an, an attitude of gratitude yeah. and take a fucking moment. And I have actually on my phone is a notification. It pops up and it says attitude of gratitude. And then once I'm brushing my teeth, I'd say, I actually say it out loud or in my mind, I am grateful for X. I'm grateful for the, the fucking food I have in the fridge. I'm yeah. grateful for yeah. the health of my family. I'm grateful for all those things because that shit can go away, straight, go away. I spoke to a billionaire recently who has all the money. He's like the, like the sixth richest man in like Miami, owns like Ritz Carlton and everything, fucking unbelievable. 
and he's like, Chris, I have all the money in the world, but I couldn't stop my wife from dying of cancer. Mm. And it just fucked me up for a little bit. I was like, so he's like, you, you know, it don't matter. And, it, and that, was how, that was how quickly my perception just changed of like having the gratitude of the health of your family. Cause it don't matter how much money you got or, or, or it don't matter, it meant nothing at that point. I think, I think a lot of us chase money because of how we think other people will perceive us subconsciously. And for people it is conscious, but, but I feel like that's, that's what, you know, that being valid, you know, getting validity uh, from, from people is like, it means- That's a drug to people, isn't it? it is, social media it is, and social media it is, amplified it. It is, yeah, it is. Send it, it through is. the roof. And even, even, even myself is like, I'm not, I've never been one for validation, but yes, to a certain degree, but ultimately it's, do you know what really excites me? When I'm afraid, that that I can't do something. That's that's when I, <laughs> yeah. that's when I feel like exactly because then you're like yeah, I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna go get that. <laughs> yeah, but that's what success is when there's a chance. Yes, I could I could fuck up. But that's where the magic happens, though. But of course, that's when the magic fuck, happens. So like, the magic happens. I'm I'm very rarely in that situation where someone's asking me to do something that I'm like, whoa. I think the last time that happened was Britain's Got Talent, and not because I was and wondering look, mm -hmm. can I can I make people laugh. It was because of the risk and going on there, knowing that a large percentage of people know who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew you when it came out. Knew yeah, who I was. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, literally. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like- <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. It's like for me, to that there, so it wasn't about if I'm gonna make them laugh, it was about, can I come through this shining so all of those that are saying, what the hell is he doing on there, understand. That's quite sad when you think about it, isn't it? Of course it's sad. And we all think it, I know, it's horrible. My biggest fear as well is 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 the similar thing of like, of uh, uh, again, which is why I struggled with talking about my anxiety is what other people think. The perception of others. The perception of others is the, probably the downfall of most people's whole lives in general. It's the reason most people stay poor and unhappy is because they're so worried about falling over. I, my, I change the perception to people and say, what's this, they're like, oh, the risk of doing it. I'm like, what's the risk of not doing it? Mm. What's the risk of not doing it? Show me what that looks like. Show me what that looks like. The risk is you say exactly where the fuck you are. Me and Shane had a conversation. And you never know. You never know. We were like, bro, we're making so much money. We're so young. And we're sitting in Starbucks in Canary Wharf. Remember it like it was yesterday. And I was like, bro, the worst case scenario is we get another job. Yeah. And this is like my mum, my wife's mum, his mum. I remember his mum and dad was his mum and dad like was furious at the idea. <laughs> I, I, I was like, like, no, you can't do it, Chris. You know what it is. And, it like, is. Like, and I'm like, we'll just get this. We, we make. We'll just get another job. Do you know what it is though? Yeah, it, that's real. But I think it comes back to the conversations and experiences that we've been privy to, right? About someone else. So, for example, that's true. some. Especially, I'm telling you this, man. It is the hardest thing, the hardest thing to do is come from entertainment to a regular job. And Oof, listen, it's not you, like, I can you imagine. Know, like you're saying, like, you know, you're, you're in the kind of corporate, you're doing your thing and you can get another job. Everyone can get another job. But entertainers, bro, especially if you had a moment, people remember. Oh, that was yeah? a, that's an ego check as well. Bro, oh, like, I like, remember, listen, there are people who kill themselves 
over get or, or, or rather than get a job suicide because the thought of people reminding them constantly what they used to do how come they're not doing it anymore this is a little story yeah <laughs> i spoke about this the other day i remember man even during my like my dark period i remember like i, I was on the bus one day i was in brixton and all i was doing was i was, I was doing guys somewhere on the bus this brother come on he's like fam no What's happened, bruv? I said, what do you well, mean? Because you're on the bus. <laughs> so he thought you were struggling because you got on the bus. I said, what do you mean? He said, on the fucking bus. What are you doing on the bus, man? <laughs> In my head, I'm like, what are you doing on the bus? Yeah, yeah exactly. Wait a minute. What's going on? We're going somewhere. Right? Um, but, 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 but for me, I haven't been on a bus since. Because oh, it fucks you up. Not, not because I, I, I'm too big for the bus. It's just... It's just like I get it. Percent. I just don't want to be in that conversation ever again. again. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care. I just don't want to be in that conversation because, regardless of me being comfortable and knowing where I'm at, that that guy probably he don't know where. He's I'm gonna at. go tell all his friends and fans. You know what I saw on the bus today? <laughs> I saw Kojo on the bus today. Yeah, yeah I saw him driving you know, the thing. <laughs> you know, he gassed it. He gassed yeah, yeah. it. He gassed it out. He was like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I swear, I think he was driving, you know. Yeah, man, man had the London <laughs> uniform on and everything. Yeah. Like, bro, you know people, they, they never had a bit of season. So upstairs at the back. <laughs> Do you know, ah. right in the back corner. <laughs> yeah, that was an expector, like, yeah. asking me for my ticket, fam. You can imagine. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so these are the situations that sometimes, <laughs> let's, let's get it right. It's never somebody who has achieved. It's always somebody that's never achieved, but now you're back to where they are. They're like, oh my God, like you're on this... And it's one of them things that, and these are the things that people would rather kill themselves over than, than go through. And I'm saying, listen. You see I, it with celebrities who fall from fame, like you're right, or like yeah. former football players who are in the spotlight or no, and, 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 and. It's, that's why. Because that's what defines them. They define themselves with that. Absolutely. And where it's gone. There's layers, there's opportunities, there's windows that your blessing gave you. To, are you going to become a manager? Are you going to become a... Um, 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 start a business. Are you going to start a school to teach more people how to? There's so many things that you could do with that celebrity. You ain't going to be the star all the time, you know. And I, and I think it was like Jay Z when he's talking about this generation won't know who he is. They've got Drake and and all the other stuff, but he's made himself relevant because he didn't just do rap. Yeah, he had to do other things. Now he's a CEO also he you can sell that he doesn't that doesn't define his worth. Of course, but most people, right, that, that keep money are people who have passive incomes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, yeah, exactly. Do you understand? What your talent is, if you think that's going to be... That's why, it, like, you see, like, all of the, like, I can't remember the... There's a number... There's, a, again, crazy statistics about, like, M former NBA players who go broke because they just spend it, spend it, and they never learn actually how to invest it into passive income, property, real estate, and that's the thing, thing whatever, etc. And you know, you will know, right? The amount of people that say things like, oh, but how can they lose all It's very easy to lose. Bro, you do the same thing. Most of us would. None of us are taught about, literally, I remember when I just had to get a mortgage application, yeah? Bro, I thought it was like, it was like the Matrix. Honestly, I remember Bruv, sitting there and I was like, headache. and I was like, I've got to do what and do what? And I was like, why don't we, why don't we learn this stuff? And my wife actually, she, luckily she worked in finance and helped it out. I, I was like, it was amazing. I was like, why do we know that stuff? Or like when I first learned about investing in stocks and shares, I was like, oh, it ain't that complicated. You know, it's funny. These are the things that we, they should be teaching in school. That's you what know I'm saying. Because they don't want you to buy a house. They want, Stay they want you to work They want to control it. And they want you to rent for the rest of your life. That's what they want. That's why the larger um, 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 percentage of society is in that rut. Because they've yeah. been training to not escape. 
And that's why, honestly, I feel like, uh, not to go too political, but I feel like that was, uh, the pandemic was a great reset to put us back in our place. Absolutely. I feel like that's a massive, massive, if you see like the amount of the the, the wealth that the top 1% got crazy, crazy richer. Like it was, Mm. I can't remember the number, it was something stupid in the trillions. I was like, they just got trillions richer and we got poorer and poorer and poorer. And you know what fucked me up the most is when I first started the company and I was sitting down with our accountant and I was like, is my tax right? And he was like, why? I was like, I was like, is that how little tax I have to pay? He was like, yeah, you're an employer now. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? For yourself. No, not just that. As a business owner, you get, you don't, you pay least tax. You pay, I pay less tax than my employees. And most, so I went, wait, I was, I was like, wait, I'm fucked up right now. So when I was, a, so when I was a salesperson, no, just, just basically the government, because I'm employing people, right. And they're playing corporation tax and PAYE. Yeah. I mean, sorry, not corporate tax. They're PMPOE, right. The national insurance. Yeah. They yeah. incentivize you as an employer by you personally taking money out at a low tax rate. So I'm paying 30% tax. When I was a salesperson, I was paying 50% tax. Oh, so I said, so, so, so wait, so wait. And it, and it was like, of course, Chris, because you're an employer. So they take all the money from your employees at full rate. Mm. But as, a, as an employer, you get to benefit with dividends and low, a low tax rate. And I was like, holy shit. Like, and, and it just, it was a silly, it's a silly moment, but I remember just being like taken back by it. That, wait a minute, I can earn hundreds of thousands of pounds and get this and pay the tiniest amount of tax but the people that are working and grinding on the lowest wages have to pay the highest tax. And he's like, yes. And I was like, oh, I, I, I kind of heard about it, but like when I saw it in reality, yeah, the, I was like, but fuck that's where the encouragement man. comes from to be an employer. I know that's what I'm saying. I, and I, I didn't get that. And I was like, whole, and it's the loop, the, the madness of loopholes. Like for example, now we're investing in property. If you take your money out of HR leaders, which is my business, put that into property, I pay no tax on it. And then what you do, you take the money from that property into the next one, and as long as it, you ain't taking it out and it's going into the next deal, you don't pay any tax. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, and once, so once you unlock these, like, or you get you get privileged to unlock to unlock these masters little hacks. And I'm like, fuck, man, this, this, and this, this is why this is something that Kevin Hart's doing. He he's trying to teach people to have financial literacy, but also just teaching them things that they don't know. People are so afraid of what of knowing what they don't know sometimes it's knowing what you don't know because mm. once you know there's no excuse people can go to, people want to go for the it's rest true. of their life saying i didn't know that that's yeah, that's true and, you, and, and then that's like a qualified excuse you gotta look but, yourself in the mirror at that point and be yeah, like yeah and absolutely <laughs> but you can go find out do you know what i mean but then you're accountable mm. and that's some, some it's easier to just look away yeah, and then yeah. face it because that's and harder people spend a lot of money paying someone else to do it when it's information you can actually go and learn yeah but right. what are your thoughts on um like, um, have you seen the Kanye West documentary? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I, I just watched the second one last night. Genius. Um, do you know what I think is phenomenal about it? I think what's phenomenal about it is the cameraman. I think we're kind of paying attention to Kanye. No, I'm with you, bro. But the cameraman, for me, is what's interesting because here's a guy who, like myself, was a, a comedian. comedian, yeah. Was doing well. He's, you know, hit BET Comic View back then. He was bigger than Kanye. Right. Back then, that was a thing. To yeah. be on Comic View on BET was a thing. So he was clearly good. Um, but but he but he got behind the camera one time and he really, really liked it. Connected with Kanye, really was passionate about Kanye, believed in Kanye. Saw something in him. Yeah, believed in him. And he was like, bro, I'm just going to film everything. Like, he has today's mind. Back then, mad in it about the technology, about the. Film. Imagine where he would be. Bro, oh, they're crazy. Imagine the thing that he must have had to carry around, bro. Do you get me? Like, <laughs> so, so 
for someone else to make their career about serving you it's crazy is phenomenal to me because yeah. how many people few people have that but how many people really have that person in their team that's like bro i'm on what you're on i'm on what you're on in my, like he literally filmed everything like, everything mom's yard everything like him it, going into the Rockefeller studio yeah, and, and just playing it for playing the, the tape. Oh, let me play and people like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go pick up my kids. And yeah, you're not going to stay here, but I'm going to head off. Signing him, giving him the cold shoulder. Getting his uh, braces, his teeth, the, things out. Seeing it coming out. You know what I mean? Oh, like. All the moments, yeah. You remember, because remember, we, Kanye West obviously came out. We saw, um, heard through the wire, enjoyed it, college dropout, all the other stuff. He's gone into so many No one things, saw right? that grind behind, boy. Yeah, but, but what this documentary's done, it's taken us back to that through the wire moment just seeing how that video was made bro like why it was made why, why? It was made. I, no one no one really knew you saw yeah. like pharrell's reaction for example and like others in the thing of yeah. like fuck like yeah and it's like you know jamie fox coming in like ah oh, that fucks me up when he when he comes in oh dude like just just the layers bro yeah. and I, I, you know, there's nothing Kanye can do for me that's going to make me not be a fan. Nothing. And the unwavering nothing. confidence and just the not willingness to give up. Like the fact that he was, he, he wasn't signed. I mean, he was signed and they still don't, like he had to still go through that grind of, oh, he's just producer rapper. And even Dame Dash said, you know, when he finally figured, oh, honestly didn't think, I thought he was just a, another like, you know, rapper producer like literally and he would do and he, he he had to you know when he's done the presentation at the end which ah uh, he's not gonna spoil it for anyone oh, if no, you no, ain't no, no, watch it, it's your fault yeah now if that's the one when he shares the video when he finishes the video right and um, is it dame dash walks in and he says no one paid for this I paid $29,000 or $30,000. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit awkward. It's a bit, oh, and he says it though. It's like, this is why I'm here. And all you did that. And it's awkward. It's a bit awkward as fuck because the guy who you basically said, you still won't let me release my album. So I just had to go and do it my fucking self. No money. All like, I mean, all of it was his own money. You know, sneaking into MTV studios and using this equipment because you couldn't afford to get that editing software back in the day. So just to fucking... Everything, man. But, just, but you, saw, you saw relationships there. You saw yeah. how he cultivated. He was so yeah, in, studio MTV to studio, guy. bro. Like yeah, he, that, that MTV guy, just you know, you know, just uh, really kind of like having him's back. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, man, coming. I'll sneak you lot in. We, we knock this out. This is my vision for it. You know, even how ludicrous was like, yeah, yeah. Call me when you're ready, man. I'm in the car. Like, like Kanye weren't getting no love from nobody. No like, way. Every, like everybody was, was doing awkward, him a favor. But like, he, yeah, but he, I mean? but like you know, like to what point when he get crashed, um, uh, Jay Z studio session, and he does the, and then yeah, Jay Z's yeah, like, okay, so he said, close mouths don't get fed, and and Kanye West is the epitome of, if yeah, if you didn't open your mouth, door, yeah, 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 if you didn't shut that, you wouldn't have been on that. Track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but also, somebody shuts the door in your face. Now what? Kanye West has never ever been told no. He's been told not now. And that's how he registered the notes. He never yeah, said, no. none of those were ever knows to him. None of them, they said no, well, not yet. he never yeah. ever <laughs> took them as knows. He just said, not yet, because I've got to go and do something more then, because I whatever I'm doing yeah, ain't enough. And that's what is inspiring, motivational. Another reminder that we give too much power to people, but if you are truly blessed and gifted and you show some hustle behind that muscle, you will get there, but you have, you've got to understand 
that it won't happen on your time. It will happen in God's time. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, you know, just a guy nearly fucking lost his life. Fucking just before the, remember he just got signed and he's on the way to thing in his whole drawer and everything's fucking still, still, yeah, through the wire, literally. Still recorded, man. Most people would have given up long time ago. But then, but that's why most people aren't great. Yeah. That's why I started this interview by saying to you, you know, what kept you going for 20 years? Because many people would never have gone to, to be, to try and succeed as a comedian for 20 years. And you were successful, but you know what I mean? Like in terms of like, now everyone recognizes you. They know your name, right? But what kept like so? We'll go back to Kanye. But what kept you going for twenty years then? I think because I'm getting closer to where what it is that I want to do, right? I understand the layers. Listen, I've been blessed enough to be very close with Kevin Hart, be around them, see it, the process. Dave Chappelle, seeing the process, knowing Dave when everything was going wrong. Everything was quiet. You know, he left his show. Yeah, fuck right? yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Rock, sitting down with these people. I worked with Russell Simmons in New York for a year. Tapping into the brain that created Def Jam and Def Comedy Jam and Argyle Culture and all these other brands. You know what I mean? Having a mogul's mindset. Stan Lathan, a director who, Damn, they filmed it, directed everything on BET, all the Steve Harvey show and Run's house. And mm-hmm. They have Comedy Jam and all these people. And just having some phenomenal conversations, right? So the more of those conversations that I have, bro, I understand what's to come. You're like, oh, okay. I understand that comedy is one of the only businesses where you get better as you get older. Really? Never thought about it like yeah? that. I you get fo- better as you get older. Your, your prime in comedy is 40 plus because you've lived, you've experienced this stuff now. Most people can relate to you because by 40, hopefully you're talking about family. You got some stories about there, boy. Yeah, you've lived a bit. You're 20 years old, you're younger and excited, but you ain't talking about shit. You're talking about having sex and being happy, that, surprised that you're fucking. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that, that, That's what you talk about at 20, but when you're 40, you've lived, you've traveled, you've experienced stuff. Do you know what I mean? You've had heartbreak. You've, you know what I mean? You've, you've become a parent, you've, you know, all these kind of things, right? You've got wider scope. Um, a lot of professions you get, you get, you know, after 30, it's like, shit, you see what I'm trying to say? But comedians get better as we get older. And this is something that you can do for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. There's but, no limit. Like you get, you know, you follow a career and you hit the ceiling and then people end up going to yeah, another career. Yeah, exactly. There, what, there, there is none. There is none. And, and, and even comedy is, it's like a solo sport to a certain degree, but it's about team as well. And it's about, really understanding you know i had a friend that called me man and he gave me i won't say what he said but he gave me one of the most powerful talks out of the blue but i just needed to hear it said like that you know people tell you stuff but i needed to hear something and the way he said it and it's it's motivated everything that i'm doing now um but 20 years in a game is it sounds like a long time, but in comedy, man, like you're gonna hear Bernie Mac blew up after like nearly 30 years in the game. Really? Nearly Again, 30 years. Again, no one sees it. No one sees it. Doing stand up, and then Bernie Mac had his moment. You get your moment, man. You get it. You get it. If you if you mind your business and stay focused, you know, because all success is is a new outfit. Once you get it, you're gonna want something else. Yeah. It goes with the pie with the rest of the stuff. So I'm not I'm not chasing that. I'm chasing the journey. I'm, it's the process that's, the that, fun, that's yeah, got it, me here. There's no that end. keeps me going. That's the answer. The process. Because mm-hmm. if I get there, I'm going to be pissed. I know. That's what I was saying to you earlier. That's how I feel when I get to it. I'm like, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're gonna be looking over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, the, the process, even now, when I look at the early days, of that's comedy. why my friends say, "When's enough enough?" So my family members, "When's enough money enough, Chris? When's enough success enough?" And I'm like, "That's not the point." Yeah, it's that's the what that's the point you're missing. It's like that's the and I didn't know this by the way for the longest time. I was like, "What is the point?" Mm. And I had to go through therapy, literally, to figure to to to, to figure it out. And um, so one of our other co-hosts is uh, knowledge. His sister's London Hughes. Yeah. And she just went from, you know, known in the UK to obviously Netflix special and mm-hmm. obviously Tank doing a show. She's doing a show mm-hmm. now with Kevin Hart and movies. Mm-hmm. So she's gone from like, you know, zero to a hundred. And again, everyone's like, oh, I'm like, no one saw her six, seven, eight years of grind when no one was talking about her. And she was doing a hustle when she was doing like CBBS, C, CBBS show and like, like, I mean, doing where she is now, but everyone just sees that lot sort of success. Do you go I there? The, I think the, do you know what it is? The story is none, none of anyone's business until she's ready to tell it. Because ultimately, someone's everyone's come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's come from somewhere. You know, people look at people like Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian and go, oh, they've got it. Somebody in the world knows what hard work is. They must do. Somebody. Listen. Someone does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone, someone has to <laughs> yeah, work Yeah, it's hard. true, yeah. You know what I mean? They don't just fall from the sky. And <laughs> it just happen. Yeah. Like, so they can be... Uh, uh, it girls or whatever. Somebody in that bloodstream grinded to get them. I think their yeah. mum, their mum was a big part of that, innit? Their mum, but their dad as well was their a dad, lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like every this combination of we're not working so that our kids struggle and all the other stuff. You know what I mean? We're gonna teach them life and get them to um, have um, genuine experiences, but they, they're gonna have things easy. That's the whole point, and yeah. that's how legacy is created. Don't give them all the same. You gotta do what I did. Why to end up where I am? Yeah, don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. So for me, we've got to start them ahead of us so that they have their own um, experiences, but on a higher level. The worst is their worst should be better than us. Yeah, of course. And that's that's the point, you know. So yeah, man. I'm for keeping what keeps me going is the process. I love the process. I love what's to come. I love all the other little things that I'm putting into place now, um, um, to 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 create things outside of stand up you know because you know I, I i like living i love living i love people i love seeing people's dreams come true i love people earning my respect because there's, there's people there'll be people, people in this business that probably think i don't like them or or they don't like me because i'm very kind of over here and keep myself to myself a lot but a lot of it is the people that i admire i had to earn their respect and also for people listening, a lot of that's by giving value, not asking. But this is what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> for me, I, lo- I love, I love when someone makes me have to prove myself because then I'm earning it. Yeah, it's not. You just... know, if somebody just that I admire just goes, yeah, yeah, come and hang around. I'm not, I'm not gonna value them. I'm not. I'm gonna feel like this is easy. And sometimes you meet people along the way in this business, and they come up to you and they're big fans of yours, and they may not get the response that they hope they would get, but it's because you don't like them. It's just that I've, I understand that from the school that I was raised in, in, and I'm not talking about school, literally school of life, that journey that I've had to go through, you don't get to be around Chappelle because you're funny. You don't get to be around Kevin Hart and Chris Rock and Russell Simmons and all these people because you're funny. You've got to earn these people's respect. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they've got something that you desire or something that you admire, these people keep their circles small. Super small, yeah. When you obtain stuff, you don't just let everybody in. You can't. You or can't. You lose because that's why they're there in the first place. Is right. it? Is because they kept it small. Right. So it's about earning people's respect. 
You know, and, and for me, respect's earned. No one's entitled to, 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 to um, my respect or me, their respect. I like to earn it because it, once, I, once someone rings my phone, I know they want me. If I keep calling all the time, then it's like, well, they probably think I'm annoying and that's why they answered. And that's what plays in my head. I want to know that this person values me enough to make a phone call. You know, I was blessed to my last birthday, just gone. You know, I was thinking about doing a little shindig here and then... Chipotle rang me and said, yeah, I'm in Paris. I've got a couple of dates, last, last minute thing. He came for like the Virgil show, the Paris Fashion Week, mm -hmm. I didn't even know. And then, um, and then he was like, yeah, if you wanna come around and open up. And that, that's the conversation that I'm having. But I met him in 2004, building that relationship. Never asked him for nothing. I've never asked him for nothing. Mm, that's why he's told you though. Because everyone else is asking, 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 rather than most of the people that, that, that have become customers or on our show, I spent years just providing value you know, yeah. and I asked nothing. And being then, of service. Being of service, right? And that's the strategy. And by the way, it won't, you should never expect something in return either. Just to be very clear, this mm -hmm. isn't a tick box. I gave you this, you give me that. It don't work that way. And trust me, some, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I kind of talk, talk about it as sort of the universe. I project that energy into the mm -hmm. universe and I get it back. That's kind of the way I, I, mm -hmm. I, my perspective of it. And I don't know what's going on in the universe. Obviously you, you're, you're, you're obviously a man of faith. For me, when I put that energy out there, it comes back somehow. Yeah. In some way, in some, do you want to hear a mad story? Yeah? I'm, a, I'm a massive uh, gauchos person, like favorite restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. I'm at my doctor the other day. One of my new, um, I have a daily list of uh, things that I try and focus on. And it's like, did I do my best to make someone feel valued? Did I do my best to um, make sure my wife feels loved? Did I do my best to spend quality time with my daughter? And I have this list and like, every day I go and check it. Did I do that? And one of them is, did I do my best um, to um, basically build new relationships? So whenever you ever ask your doctor, how are they? How are you doing? How's your family? Have you ever done that? I, I, I often do that because anybody that's trying to look after me, I've got to do that. But I don't so, think most people do though. No, no, of course you have they, it. No, so I, so no, I made a conscious, I made a conscious effort, right? Yeah. By the way, I made a conscious effort to yeah. say to him, how are you? And he looked at me like I was a crazy person. Yeah. Like, like, I'm like, no, how are you? How's the family? I don't know this person, by the way. And he's like, good. And he was like, how are you, Chris? Um, how's your family? I'm like, good. And he was like, what do you do, Chris? Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm currently working on this global wellbeing um, event. And he's like, well, oh, okay. And I was like, I'm working with Ariana Huffington, Huffington Post, CEO of Walmart. And he was like, whoa, like you work for, I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh my God, I need to send an email quickly. One minute. Da -da 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 -da. I've just connected you with William. Um, he's doing some really good work with, uh, with around wellbeing. You should chat with him. So I get this email, I come back to the office. It's the founder and owner of Gauchos. <laughs> I'm meeting him for coffee next week. <laughs> but it's just, like, and I didn't, again, it's not about showing off or anything. It's like, the guy's a multi-billionaire, like M Restaurants Group in London. Gauchos. Caring. Exactly. So there was no yeah. intent behind me saying to this doctor, how are you? And then even the doctor's like, before you go, Chris, Here's my mobile. If you ever need anything, call me. And I'm like, okay. And the other day I was really struggling because I've got some issue with uh, TMJ, something wrong with my jaw. And, it, and I called him and I, I was like, it's Sunday. It's a bit of a madness. Can you send me a prescription? He's like, cool. Instantly send it. This is a standard doctor, by the way. Mm -hmm. But like, and, and again, it's not about using him. 
I mean, but it was because, no, like, just what I'm it's saying, the like, relationships, it's the relationships. So. Ultimately, like, remember I said earlier on, like, I, I like people. Yeah. You know, I only, you never know I, where they're going to go. I only read biographies because I like people's journeys. So my, my, my thing is to ask how people are. I'm, I'm constantly reminded that I, I only go to people that I trust. Yeah. With me. So if I trust you with me, I, it's important that I find out how you are. Otherwise, you're going to do a bad job on me. My barber, how are you? What's been going on? You ain't about to cut my hair. Mm. Unless I know <laughs> how you are. <laughs> what's, what's mental stable? What's yeah. the, what's the my mind you right now? Because my trim is like... My yeah. trim is about to look like how you feel, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. Your barber's stressed. Blood. I think everyone who's listening right now, just challenge yourself tomorrow to do a random act of kindness you never know where it's gonna take yeah, yeah i'll share not one other story i'll share one other twice ask, oh yeah oh how are you really because people say how are you and it's just like a casual yeah, cool. thing or just do it so i'll share another story and then and then we'll, we'll wrap up because i appreciate your time like i was on a dlr coming home and uh packed out getting off at, um uh, where i live at the time silvertown and um there's a woman um struggling with all of this shopping on, and she was on the pack train and no one was helping her i was like she clearly needed help so i was like walked through the crowd moved like literally peak time i picked up her bags and she looked at me i was like i'm gonna help you get these off the train i'm not robbing you <laughs> i was like they pick up uh, carry them shame you gotta do that now yeah, no, no literally i had to give her the communication yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah i'm helping you right now <laughs> just just so you know but to be fair i was in a suit so like that does help a little bit if i was in a tracksuit, she might have been like yeah, all right yeah. uh, anyway so i carried them down the stairs and then um, and I'm, she was like, why did you help me? I was like, oh, we, you needed help. What do you mean? Why did, why did I help you? Yep. She was just confused. That's, and the fact that that should be a confusing moment is more crazy. Anyways, turns out I'm talking to my friend Omar and Warren like, uh, like a couple of days before we're trying to get funding to provide after school dance programs for underprivileged kids. This woman works for the government and is the budget holder. <laughs> Bruv. Within a few weeks, we were in 15 schools. Mm. I had budget. I had the direct connect. Honestly, that's when I say the universe. And I called them. I was like, you don't, I don't even know how to explain this conversation to you. But I just, <laughs> this woman that I just helped with her shopping is actually working for Newham Council at the time. And she is actually the person who looks after, after the growth plan oversees the committee that has the budget. And I was just like, again, it's those moments. Acts of kindness and look forward to bumping into people. Yeah. Well, bro, listen, before I let you go, yeah. I know you're on tour. Yes. So where can people see you, catch you? Um, yeah, so tour starts March 18th. I'm starting in Scotland. So I'm doing Scotland. Are working your way down? Working my way <laughs> down, <literally>? man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going back there again. Let me walk away. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, we put the dates up. It's on my website, kojoanim.co.uk. Uh, yeah, man, we are starting in um, Aberdeen. Um, we're doing Aberdeen, Glasgow and Edinburgh. Um, I'm just going on the road, building up my new hour. And there's no London date because London date's going to be phenomenal. Um, and we're going to have an announcement in the summer. But but I, I'm just literally going on the road. Obviously, it's two years since my last tour that went really well. So I'm just yeah, getting back on the road. And just this is a biographical year for me. So I've written my autobiography. I've, I've, um, I'm starting a new show called all jokes aside which is the name of my book okay um about um comedians and kind of like what what we go through and our, our minds and all the other stuff you know um and just co co comedians around the world so that that's coming 
Um, and yeah, I'm really excited about the tour because again, this tour is me actually letting people in now. Me talking about my upbringing, me talking mm. about my childhood, things that my parents went through, being the oldest brother and being on Wild and Out and what that experience was like, do you know what I mean? And what I thought it was and what that experience was like, me and Nick Cannon, how I met Mariah Carey, uh, you know, going to yoga with Russell Simmons. Again, more you, the older you get, the more experiences, right? You're saying like- Of course, but, but ultimately it's like comedies um, as an art form is you sharing stories, but also being a bit intimate with the audience. And I've never done that to this degree. Okay. So people that know me for 30 years don't know me. Mm, yeah, the persona. Yeah, do you know Just what I mean? To some also, extent, which everyone kind of has to have to accept. Well, yeah, I think what's allowed me to get to this place though is finishing my book and releasing it. Write it down. Yeah. It's part of the method. Actually, I use that as well. I write a lot of stuff down. Yeah, releasing Release, it though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because during the pandemic, it allowed me to kind of use that as therapy to just let go of a lot of things that I've been through. Um, and and yeah, and just kind of get it into an hour. But I'm, I'm really excited about this one because my last special was like free. It was a kind of give mixtape sort of vibe of like, let me just talk about some of my mental health issues, men, what men have been going through. That one through. you put on YouTube? Yes. You yes, threw it yes. out there. Yeah, what, 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 quick, very quickly, what yeah. was it that made you put it out on YouTube and give it, throw it out? Because from? I kind of, for me, you know, it's a whole hour, right? It's like yes, yeah, hour, but it's 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 how I was feeling. It's it's like we've all as men been going through stuff. So you, want, you feel like you needed to put it out there? Yeah, it's, I think it's, the, the right I think it needed do. it needed to go out there more than me needing to hold it back. Yeah. I always say to people, you know, you know, Chappelle said to me at the beginning of the pandemic, "This is where we have to be about the people now, because they've always been about us before. Mm. They've given us careers." They've paid the conversation all the time. Otherwise. People have been going through stuff, right? Have you seen his documentary? No. Oh my God. I don't know why it ain't on Netflix, but I'm sure it will be. And it's, it's, it's game changing. It's, it's on Netflix. He, yeah, no, it's not. He done a screening in London. I'm about to say, how, how, I would have seen it. I would have watched it. If I saw if that came up on Netflix, I would have seen it and watched it already. I'm about to say, if I really missed that. Bro, he had people in stadiums watching it on the screen in America. That's, that's so why was so, all right, we'll get into it anyway because the whole Netflix thing was going on with him and all the oh shit he, he got he got taken from all the film festivals oh fuck because they, they, they because I saw something of but everyone going to a screen out. oh fuck that's but what the people came out the people came out he's bringing out all these old artists like um, <laughs> Snoop and all these you know you can't all these you can't undeniable when you like yeah you can't yeah you can't you can't cancel the people's champ you can't you can't he's so, uncancelable even even the Kanye West documentary yeah 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 when he was oh bro that fucked me up as well when he was on when he came out I was like is that fucking Chappelle obviously I forgot how skinny he was back in the day and Kanye was in Paris. For the oh, for the Virgil show, shit. like like you know when people build genuine friendships and you see them, that, that's what's beautiful. But yeah, man, like I'm um, I'm really excited about this tour. Um, <laughs> we get off topic again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited about this tour. It's 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 for me. It's back to the funny. It's you know really hilarious stories. Um, and I've I've had the whole two years to kind of write this. Sick man. Do you know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to kind of letting people in and giving them a bit more understanding of why I am doing. Yeah. So that kojaamin.co.uk. Kojo, Everyone listening, it's already below. So, right, obviously, click below, link description, yeah. buy your tickets, out, buy your tickets. And also, last thing, um, the podcast, Nate, the, where can people check that out? The Rap Party Podcast, that's on my YouTube channel. So, that's youtube.com forward slash Kojo Anim Live. Um, we Week, are weekly. Every Monday, every Monday, 5 p.m. Sick. Um, just giving you the male perspective on relationships, life. Um, we just done a really beautiful one about, you know, what are we trying to do? What efforts are we putting into being great? 
you know, um, and you know what what risks have we taken? All of these kind of things, and I think you know some really good conversations came from it. Amazing, man. Well, look, congrats on everything, and I know this is clearly just the start, bro. It's the journey, not the destination, Absolutely. and we'll leave it there. See you there, everyone. Bye bye. Thanks, man.